You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Hey friends, Dan Duvall here on Discovering Truth to tell you about my new book, Pummel the Devil. You know, I am going to take uh, the next 30 minutes or so just to break some things down for you guys, have a little you know, one-on-one chat. I don't have a guest. It's just me. And I'm going to be rattling off a few thoughts. Uh, number one, some of you may be wondering about the birth of my child. Thank you for asking. Um, it was great. I made the announcement that my daughter was born on, on the last podcast we recorded, and uh, but we we didn't talk about it. We were we were doing a very interesting interview, which if you didn't hear, you should. But um, but yeah, my 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 daughter was born at seven forty two in the morning Sunday, uh, uh, September third, and and she's beautiful. She's she's just absolutely perfect in my opinion, and and her name's Isabella. My wife is a very brave person. Some of you already know that. She actually gave natural birth, not once but twice, both to my son and to my daughter. And this time, we did it at home. It was actually supposed to be a whole birth for Dylan as well, but that didn't quite work out according to plan um, due to some complications. But you know, the Lord, the Lord was good. Everything worked out and he was healthy and born and all is fine. Isabella, however, was born at home and oh man, um, was it nice not to deal with the stress of the hospital after giving birth. It's kind of like you just get to go to bed in your bed and um, it was intense, but uh, it was momentary and God delivered. So, so we've been enjoying her ever since, which means um, enjoying less sleep. You know, um, it, being on the lighter end of the sleep scale has different effects. Number one, it makes the head a little cloudy. You start to lose things and thoughts randomly. Um, you do have to believe God for greater degrees of his patience to replace all of yours that has suddenly disappeared. It's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a journey of, of its own. It's, 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 but it's good. It's character building. And we are all about character building and pride ministries <laughs> and uh, then discovering truth. So, so anyway, um, but we, we are rejoicing um, and, and enjoying the new dynamic of we are family of four, praise the Lord. So that's the update there. And we are also very excited because, because I finally got this book out, you know, and, and here's the thing, right? Pummel of the Devil is, is a different book than in other works that I've written. Okay. So my first book, Noah's Ark in the End of Days, which is out of print currently, hard to find, sorry. But it was written as an exploration into a biblical study. It was actually the result of my own personal growth journey, right? Because I'm I'm trying to figure things out. I'm making. I actually started with a with a with a. It was a, basically a conversation, the that I had with the Lord, and it was an impartation and download. And so I wrote Noah's Ark and of Days out of that, and and um, then my next book, Wounded by Leadership, also out of print. Uh, was an attempt to become more, I guess, <laughs> um, general, like 
uh, appeal to a wider audience with something that I thought people cared about, like, you know, pain from leadership wounding in the church, which apparently is very common. Um, turns out no one cared. So I didn't sell any copies. And now it sells for like hundreds of dollars on Amazon. And that's <laughs> I'm sure the people that sell those copies are very grateful. I wrote the book, but you know, anyway, we just praise the Lord for his faithfulness. Now, now we got past those first two and, and um, if you didn't know this, there was nothing successful about the beginning of, of, of my ministry. Some people, I think they, they see where bride ministries where the Lord has taken us and they think, wow, it must've been a cakewalk. Absolutely not. The level of disappointment and frustration and utter dis despair at times, <laughs> like why isn't anything working was certainly part of my journey. So I wrote my third book, Kingdom Government and the Promise of Sheep Nations. That one was the first book that actually did not cost me money. Like me, I mean, I went negative financially to put a book out. And so that was a, a big shift. But again, th that book was a real deep dive. And it was a years of study that went into that book, end times, and the kingdom of God and things that God is going to do. And I tried to put all these ideas into a cohesive storyline. I, I mean, I, I I kept rewriting the book over a process of years. And so we finally put that one out and it was followed by higher dimensions, parallel dimensions and the spirit realm. Now that, that book is probably the book that more people have read as far as something that I have written as a, as a narrative, as a nonfiction Christian book that, you know, you read and it, and it takes the reader through a journey after, after higher dimensions, I stopped writing books and, and, and just started making basically prayer manuals that were printed as books. So though that was the prayers that shake heaven and earth series this is a bunch of prayers. And those are actually the most successful um, because they work. Right. But, but higher dimensions was again, like my own personal journey as I'm like really carving out ideas and trying to figure out puzzles. Well, well, Pump of the Devil is actually a, a bit of a different, different project for me. Um, Pump of the Devil is an exhortational teaching to transform people's hearts and minds on the subject of dealing with literally life as believers, you know, and, and it's called pummel the devil because I, I, I think that a lot of believers come from different perspectives, different backgrounds. And, and, and some of these are entirely unfortunate and they leave people disempowered. I mean, and I've met them. I met, I've met these folks, you know, they think, they think all kinds of crazy thoughts. Like, like they think that the devil is more powerful than God. There, there's some people that are afraid to talk about the devil or what the devil is doing because they think they'll get in trouble with the devil. Like they're like, ah, oh, you know, we got to be real careful with that. You know, they, 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 they are intimidated by demons and, and dark powers. And they're always panicked about the witches that might send a curse at them because they perceive the witches to have more power than their prayers. And so, well, if I pray, Jesus won't answer, but if the witches send me a curse, my life is destroyed. So you got to be afraid of the witches and um, you know, so, so you, you meet Christians, like people that that literally they 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 claim Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They, they 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 purport to have salvation in His name, and yet they have this worldview that's just completely contradictory to what the Bible suggests. And yet, you know, there are often barriers and obstacles to connecting the dots between where a person may be and what the Bible is saying. And 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 for some people that is obscured by what they were told the Bible does say. And, 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 and that is a stumbling block. Hence this book. It's, it's actually, in my opinion, not an edge 
like cutting edge, bleeding edge revelation type book. It, it, it's let's take a few steps back and just get our mindset right and learn how to approach life in a way that is practical, liberating and victorious. Because, you know, like I, I meet people that and, and, and this is what they come in. They come in and they think, well, look, uh, God, God gave the devil the world. God, God made the devil king of earth. Um, Satan got dominion from man when man sinned. And so we, we are in the devil's playground here on earth. And there's nothing we can do about that. But believe God for a deliverance out of this mess. You know, um, people, people think, you know, that. Uh, government is supposed to be run by Luciferians because God's not interested in government, that corporations should be run by Luciferians because God wants us to be humble. Therefore, we should be poor and settle for the scraps from the Illuminati's table. And, you know, people have all these ideas and, 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 and because there has been brokenness and intentional sabotage and, and, unfortunately really bad teaching like some of these ideas become doctrinal statements for certain believers this book is designed to undo like all of that there's a reason why i pray the way i pray there's a reason why the people that i train engage the way they engage there's a reason why i am not intimidated by the devil there's a reason why and his name is jesus but it's also the revelation of what his word is expressing Blaming. And, and and so I wrote this book, Pummel the Devil, a biblical foundation for spiritual warfare, because, you know, at a, at a foundational level, and I'm just going to say it like this, right? Um, some people have really stumbled on the idea that everything that's happening is the will of God. So if there's a lot of bad things going on, I, I guess it's because God wants to test us or to, you know, uh, humble us or to give us some kind of cosmic lesson in how to persevere in in the midst of unfair treatment and injustice and i and and i say to the contrary heaven and earth are out of alignment with, with the, why, why, why do i know that because when jesus taught the disciples to pray he said when you pray say a father which are in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The first lesson in how to pray, which is a model, it's a template, it's it's a pattern, is, is to recognize that God is the king of heaven. He's He is the king over all of creation. In, in fact, heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool, right? But But not only that, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What that explicitly tells us is that there is a will of God. It is demonstrated in heaven where he is, but it is not reflected in the earth as a rule. And so when we begin to understand that, the next step becomes, well, if the will of God is not reflected in the earth as a rule, then what will cause it to be reflected in the earth? And the answer is prayer. And that is when we begin to open the book on the whole fundamental pattern for engaging this world. We are sent by God into this world as mortals, as mankind to execute change driven by the dimension of God, which is heaven. And 
to bring heaven into a superimposition upon the earth in order to cause radical change. So, so what people that are, I would suggest, short-sighted have failed to recognize at times is that spiritual warfare is really designed to bring heaven and earth into alignment. We, we have to war for the will of God because the will of God is not automatically done. And I, I've met far too many believers that they just have not been able to quite wrap their mind around that, that in fact, they have theology and teaching that's, you know, really anchoring them to a different opinion. They're like, well, no, 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 I don't believe that. I don't believe that the will of God could not be done. I, I don't even believe in free will. I believe because there's whole groups of Christians that they, they don't believe in free will. They, they believe that. You know, and 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 the thing is, is 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 extraordinarily depowering. One of the purposes of the book Pummel the Devil is to strategically go through line by line, like uh, where other belief systems that have I think misrepresented the situation, God, the heart of God, um, have you know taken people into a pit of disempowerment and 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 flattened their faith. I believe that the body of Christ is here to change the world in this generation. I, I absolutely believe that. And I believe that if you are listening to this podcast, it's because you are part of the generation that is answering the call to bring radical change to the world. This means city, states, and nations. This means that the world is going to fundamentally be recharacterized by the generation that is alive on planet Earth today. Because as a uh, 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 a generation, there's going to be a response to the power of God, the agenda of God, and the will of God in this generation that is going to shuffle, literally uh, reorganize the entire spirit world, and therefore the entire lay of the land in the earth, and really extending out into the cosmos. It is this generation that is going to make the church of the book of Acts look like kindergarten. I mean, that, that what, what does that mean? That means that whatever you saw in the book of Acts, right? These people were doing miracles, signs and wonders and all kinds. Like that is the shoulder that this generation stands on because we're going higher than that. And the reason why is because God, God, God is not intimidated by the devil or his new world order or their technologies. And, and that's, you know, it, it takes... Um, um, a, a lot of boldness to decide that our God is 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 bigger than artificial intelligence, cloning, mind control, technologies, uh, frequency based weaponry, um, and of course, uh, technologies built and engineered by entities that are not of this world, aliens and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just like. The vastness of the of the opposition that we are up against in this in this generation that is becoming more and more clear to people is is very intimidating and and to think wow our God is bigger and the generation that's on Earth is not here to escape any of it we're here to confront it is 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 a bit radical but I'm telling you like when we as the body of Christ are able to iron out 
the internal squabble, the internal disagreements, arguments, insecurities about what God's word says, what the parameters are that the word of God has set up and how far we can take things, what we really can believe God for, what we should expect from the agenda of God in this generation. Like it is a game changer. And that's why I think this book, Pummel the Devil, is a game changer. I, I think that there's a lot of people, maybe you listening to me right now, you have been impaled. You can't understand the size of your call or the scope of what God has put you here to do because your belief system about how God operated and what he's gonna do in this generation is self-limiting. It's actually been the, uh, um, the bullet, the devil has fired into your foot in order to, stop you from making the progress God called you to make, the impact God called you to have. And 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 when we get good teaching that gives us what we need to overcome, maybe things we've heard or ideas that have been presented to us that may have had some weight at the time. You know, I remember because I've had to sort through a lot of things, friends. And you know, it it it's not like I woke up like this, you know, I, I, I with, with the attitude I have with, the, like, I've had many confrontations over the years with every kind of fallen angel, demon technology, artificial intelligence, uh, uh, off planet, uh, biological synthetic computers. And like, I mean, it's just like, we've dealt with some of the highest order stuff and beings. And I mean, I have no doubt in my mind, because I am a witness in the front row to the power of Jesus Christ, that the name of Jesus is the name above every name, and at his name, every knee must bow, and every tongue confess that he is Lord. It is absolutely 100% so ironed into me, and I I stand by that. I, I, I am not intimidated by the devil, by Lucifer, by Satan, neither should you be, but I also understand rules of engagement. I understand protocols. I understand spiritual legalities. And I and I understand the foundation of the word of God that allows me to execute my calling with boldness and without fear. And, and it took a while to iron all of that out. And when it's not ironed out, you know, I, I mean, I remember having different kinds of insecurities and, uh, you know, you're just not sure of certain things. When I was in Bible school, I got really messed up because, you know, I, I remember sitting there and they, they started to teach so some guy and he was like, yeah, I'm going to teach you about the, the armor of God. And I'm like, this is going to be so good. I'm so excited. Why? Because I can't wait to stab the devil with my sword. And I want to know about how great and big and, and, and vicious the sword of the spirit is that God has given me and you and you and you and you. So, so we go in and start learning about the armor of God and the guy starts explaining, well, armor is very defensive, you know, so, so you can be protected. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we all need protection. That's great. That's great. And he goes on. And, yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you about the, the sword of the spirit. So, so there are two swords referenced in the new Testament. There's the Romphea and the Machaira. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Two different swords. It's like, yeah. So the Romphea, this is a, a big, broad cutlass. It's a huge sword. It, it forced a change in the Roman armor because it was so destructive. Like there's uh, a, a lot of really like cool imagery associated with the sword, like the Rome Fair. It's like, wow, I like that. That's probably the one I got. And then they like, yeah. And then they, they had this other one. It's called the Machaira. But the Machaira is like, it's like a knife. And so, so, so then he drops the bomb. He's like, yeah. But when you read Ephesians, the one you get is the knife. And I was shocked. I was like, that can't be right. But it was right. It was right. It's like, yeah, you get the knife. And so the conclusion came. 
after it's like so listen all of you bible students um because you get the knife here's what you need to understand about your spiritual armor your helmet your breastplate your belt your shoes your your knife your shield it is all defensive even the offensive weapon that knife is a defensive weapon so so what the bible is suggesting with the spiritual armor is that we are supposed to stand our ground but we don't become aggressive and uh territory taking and i was appalled i was like how can we who represent a god who said the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, also be told simultaneously that your whole posture in spiritual warfare is defensive only. I mean, if all you're ever doing is defending and you're never on the offense taking territory, then, then eventually how are you going to have anything to defend left? I was like, this is such a, such, but I, I, I didn't know what to do with that. But this is the kind of stuff that's happened to many of you. It's like you go and you get a teaching and you think it's going to be good and something that really, you know, helps you to, uh, you know, get, get uh, excited and ready to go and, 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 and fight the good fight of faith and give the devil a black eye. And then it's like, wow, you know, you got the black eye with your teaching and then it destroys faith. There was another one that really messed me up. You know, this guy was, was, was talking about, the kingdom of God. And we would start going through these kingdom parables with, with this old school. And, and you know, the, the conclusion was that the kingdom of, of heaven, right? That, that term is used all throughout Matthew, the kingdom of heaven. And, and I had begun to be like, understand the kingdom of heaven as the dimension where God's realm is. It's like all of his resources, his, 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 uh, you know, mansions and his storehouses and his resources and his angel armies and his court system and all that guy. And I began to see it like I do now all the time. And I was like, wow, this is, this is the dimension where God is King, the kingdom. That's why they keep talking about the kingdom. Jesus keeps referencing the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. It's actually the gospel of the kingdom. The good news that the dimension of God is connected to man through covenant. And now we have a new covenant that connects that dimension based not on who we are or what we did but on who jesus is this is also I, I really began to see it and that's how i teach it now but at the time i had just gotten seeds and I'm, I'm 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 learning and i'm like i really i'm so excited to learn more about the kingdom well this you know we started reading this book and we came to this conclusion that the kingdom of heaven is really the realm of humanity saved and unsaved like that was the guy's whole conclusion. And, and if you guys have done deep study with certain theologians, you will find that that is the conclusion. Kingdom of heaven equals not what I just said, but, you know, the realm of man saved and unsaved. And it was such a anticlimactic, like, so so basically we're, we're talking about the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven is just the good news that there are both saved and unsaved people in the world. Like it just, I, I couldn't quite wrap my mind around it but then we go through these parables and this guy's like well yeah but look at this and look at that the fish and the uh, uh the good and the bad and stuff is getting thrown out and I, I i'm just like okay i see matthew 13 i understand but but it really like broke my faith and i had to come back around years later and do such a deep dive to undo that bad teaching and, and what i realized is that you know I'm not the only one. There have been a lot of people that have been introduced to some ideas that have just squashed their faith to believe God for extraordinary things to go 
after what God has given them insofar as promises and blessings that have been challenged or stolen outright with the faith and the boldness of lions. And, they, you know, instead you have people cowering and they're, 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 they're you know, sitting under a broken roof that, that's called bad teaching. And, and so this book, Pummel the Devil, it is it, it strategically dismantles like all of this stuff. Like I, I talk about all of this in the in, in the book and the, the the whole driving force. I'm trying to I am trying to unlock the army of God that gives the devil a black eye real bad like that. That gives me so much joy. Um, the idea that I am in parting faith and and confidence into other people around the world to stand up in the name of Jesus and change their family and change their business and change their their whole realm with the power of God to challenge every demon that has been set on assignment to buffet them to make the local covens and cults sweat and tremor at the idea that they would get stuck with an assignment against these believers because man are they going to get hammered when they try to pull this nonsense stuff send their witchcraft and all of that i mean i i'm this stuff very much excites me and you know uh, sometimes we have to come back and just iron out a solid foundation like there is in the word of God, every evidence that we need to go after what the devil has stolen, challenged, broken with uh, 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 the right tools and and safety. And this book is writ written in order to give you that that and and, and so so I'm I'm talking about it. This is going to be a short podcast, but I'm really it's <laughs> this massive commercial of me ranting about the book. Um, because I want you to buy it. I want you to buy it. And, and not just because I want to sell the book. I, I want you to buy it because I know that this book is going to change lives. Like it's not just going to change yours because you're listening to me. I wrote this book in it, with restraint so that you could give it to your friends. You know, I mean, just because the CIA finally came out and said aliens are real does not mean that everybody is ready to, you know, drink that Kool-Aid yet. Right. Um, and, and I know that some of you are, 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 are still, you know, kind of listening to this podcast with with with, um, you know, the 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 phone in your pocket. So no one knows that you're listening to this podcast. You've got your earbuds in only like all people know is that you got your earbuds. In. I mean, you 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 could be listening to Dave Ramsey. You, you could be listening to uh, Joe Rogan. You could be uh, whatever it is. But but it's this because you're like, yeah, this is this is my jam. I, I really want to know the deep stuff. Um, this book is written to be able to give to your friends. Like I actually hope that this book, Pummel the Devil, gets in the hands of people that have absolutely no interest in what I'm talking about. Mind control, government projects, underground bases, underwater, marine kingdom nonsense stuff, uh, off planet, time travel. Like, you know, we, we use a, a good deal of restraint. Now, I wasn't totally restrained. I mean, I'm still Dan Duvall and I still have to, you know, say something here and there about, you know, the reality of the state of things. But, but the book is, uh, written with restraint so that so that it can be it, it you know we've talked about dan deval crack this is this book would be like the uh gateway drug that's okay i'm just kidding we don't do drugs at bride ministries we don't do drugs on dandevall.com but you know it, it's 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 something that people can kind of like tolerate with, with when they're coming from the you know shallower end of the pool and 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 i hope that it achieves that i really do i hope that 
this book is able to be given to, to folks that, you know, come from different branches in Christianity that have just been, you know, muddled down. You know, this is a, the, the body of Christ, the way I see it, is like a sleeping giant. I mean, it is the, it, it, the power that is resident within the body of Christ to be engaged is off the charts. I mean, there's no way to measure it because, because the measure you have to measure against the actual strength of who Jesus is, which is immeasurable. He is um, eternal. He is uh, forever. He is limitless in power and capacity. And, and, and he is in the body. And so you have this sleeping giant, so many people and uh, you know, people get stuck in their camps, people get stuck in their mindsets, and sometimes it's hard. It's hard to build bridges. I mean, I've been trying to build bridges for years, and it's it's hard to be like, you know, I'm not going to compromise on certain things. You know, we, we, we are going to go after mind control. We are going to acknowledge the reality of satanic ritual abuse. They are using uh, frequency-based weapons to target targeted individuals all over the world. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to stop saying that it's because it's true. They are putting artificial intelligence in people. Synthetic entities are a real thing. They are generating like soul consciousnesses and matrices and computers and uploading it into people's brains. I mean, it just is true. They do want to put neural lace in people's brains and, and wire them to the internet. And some people already have it. And some of it is actually more like a spiritual thing that's overlaid in the body. There are many, many astral technologies that's in many people's bodies, even now changing things. I mean, you know, why, why, why do I have to back up from any of that truth? I, I don't deny what is plainly manifesting. But, you know, some, some, some people are, are still struggling to right, get there. I want to bring them there. And, 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 and not by coming through the gate and saying, this is what you have to believe. It's like, no, let's just all agree that we're here to give the devil a black eye. Every day is a good day to give the devil a bad day. Pummel the devil. That's what we're here to do. Pummel the devil. I um, want you guys to know that by the time you hear this podcast, the $15 deal with free shipping on the Bride Ministries uh, website is going to be over. Um, that that was uh, a month of September only. But but the book is only $15. You can get it on bridemovement.com. You can also get it at Amazon and wherever books are sold. It's not going to be available on other websites until November, but it is available at Bride Ministries, bridemovement.com now. So you could just get your book there and um, we'll probably make the the um, at least the ebook PDF version available for download at dandevall.com as well, where we have all the other goodies. I don't, I, I don't ship free uh, uh, physical books from dandevall.com. You have to go to the bridemovement.com to get those, but that's just because of the way everything's settled. And if you visit dandevall.com, be sure to, you know, check out some of our other goodies like this names of God mug and shirt that I'm wearing today. It's actually really comfortable. This is a really nice shirt, friends. The the Names of God shirt for men with the collar is really, it is really nice, really comfortable. It doesn't shrink in the wash. I, I love it. I have two colors, like blue and bluer, and I wear them all the time. <laughs> and it's not for the commercial, just because like I legitimately love these shirts. All right, but that I I digress. Pummel the devil. So 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 if if you decide to get the book, the chapters that you're gonna um uh, walk through our chapter one is God in control. That chapter is designed to illustrate the fact that God is not controlling everything that happens. The will of God is not always done. 
And the reason why you need to know that is because you're a change agent and God put you here to impose his will through prayer and the engagement of heaven. And that is what brings transformation. Families, communities, regions, cities, states, nations. It's a big deal. Chapter two, the question of suffering. I'm going to introduce you to the concept that suffering is more complex than some people have thought. So some people, they look at their lives, it's like, all I do is suffer. Therefore, the will of God is for me to suffer. God probably doesn't like me very much. And I'm just here to survive until I get to go to heaven at the end of this mess. And it's like, no, there's so much more. Suffering is a very nuanced conversation in scripture. And this book is going to walk you through why. It spends two chapters talking about the armor of God and how the armor of God is literal. It is worn by the soul. It is worn by the spirit. And it is also uh, a powerful teaching on how to be effective in our engagement with the kingdom of darkness. And coming back to the statement I made earlier, you know, just because we got the Makara does not mean we have to look at this as a defensive weapon. Can I tell you everything can be used as an offensive weapon, whether it's a nunchuck, a Chinese star, I mean, frankly, um, a knife, right? It just it all depends on the skill level of the user and, and, and the reality is, and this, I, when I when God told me this key, I was blown away. I'm going to give it to you now. You can get in the book, but I'm going to give you this one right now. The, the, the Makaira being given to us as part of our armor reflects the need for believers to become students of the word of God and to become skilled in the use of the word of God. Because a, a knife uh, uh, with, with you know, just 12 inches or whatever, however long the Makaira was, it it's not going to be this massive broad cutlass. No. So you have to become skillful in how you use it. So if you're going to be offensive with it, you are offensive effectively. You, you can't just be haphazard. And, and that's the way we are with the word of God. We actually have to read it, comprehend it, memorize it, understand it, find the promises of God in it, and then deploy them by faith in prayer and worship and confession. The word of God is, is, is designed to be studied, known, understood. It, it, it's not something haphazard. And, and the, 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 the smaller blade, the Makara reflects that, no, God expects that we become skilled in the use of his word. And that's how it becomes an offensive weapon capable of extraordinary damage to the kingdom of darkness. Come on. So um, uh, this book then spends a whole chapter talking about the weapons of warfare. And as as, as an addendum to that conversation, what I call the three witnesses, the blood, the water, and the spirit, because these three agree as one. And we're going to talk about why that matters. This book is going to then dive into the really interesting stuff, fallen angels, hybrids, demons, hosts of wickedness, and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that I've run into in the spirit world. So for, for all of you like nerds and geeks, that's really going to be fun. And then the final chapter is kingdom warfare, which takes the whole thing to a higher plane and um, talks about protocols, rules of engagement, how to stay safe, you know, uh, levels of authority. There's a lot to this. And so 
I'm out. This is a short podcast, mostly a commercial, but also a little update on me personally. Um, yes, I haven't been sleeping the most. So if this wasn't exactly the most organized and robustly like articulate podcast, then you know, you have my apologies. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Visit me at dandevall.com where you'll discover merch, books, and the opportunity to engage in our private social network. Join the tribe by subscribing to our email list and supporting this podcast.